0: Happy Holidays, Happy Holidays, J-Rod Concerts family, how you doing? Boy, boy, am I excited about today's guest, ladies and gentlemen. You guys know that we love, obviously, talent, whether it's up-and-coming talent, current hitmakers, or legends, we love talent. But if there's something we like more, our resilient people, people with grit, people with drive, with determination, people that have overcome obstacles to create light. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is today's guest. Singer-songwriter Danielia Cotton. What an artist, guys. A unique musical trailblazer. She is a cancer survivor. And she is releasing a brand new album, Good Day, out January 22nd. And uh, what, what, a, what an amazing album. You, know, you guys may remember her because in 2008, she broke through, had one of the top 10 albums basically that year a really wonderful year, but she's a six-time marathoner, I mean, critically acclaimed by Billboard, by the New York Times, and uh, she grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood listening to rock staples like ACDC, the Rolling Stones, and the Black Crows, uh, Crows, and it is her unique background that really has crafted what is a trailblazing talent, so super thrilled to have Danielia, and uh, we really go deep on a lot of topics here. You guys are really going to enjoy it. We talk about what she learned from cancer, what makes good art versus fleeting art. She's extremely thoughtful. Her art is magnificent, and you guys are going to get a kick out of it. And if you guys want to find out more about her and the upcoming record, Good Day, visit www. Danielia, D-A-N-I-E-L-I-A, cotton dot com, and if you guys are new to the show i know we've had a lot of new subscribers welcome welcome guys you can find out more about us more about me on our website jrodconcertspodcast.com and cool uh, newsletter there you can subscribe to so just hit that up and without further ado danielia cotton on jrod concerts the podcast Unbelievable. Look look at that elegance. Look at that style. Look at that compound. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. First of all, beautiful home. Where are you coming to us from, Daniela? I
1: live in Tribeca in New okay.
0: York, City, downtown. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Love Tribeca. Absolutely. So, you know, Daniela, we were thinking, I mean, when we first got turned on to you, I remember when Rare Child came out. It must have been over 10 years ago. Yeah, and yeah. I remember it. I remember when I first heard it because I was still in Miami radio and I just remember being absolutely blown away by it. And it ended up being like on my iPod, on my iTunes. So it followed me around like forever, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's like still stuck like on, on all my like playlists, basically. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so, you know, you've always been on my radar and it is an absolute treat to have you on the show, Daniela.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you have such a fascinating life story and your journey just so special and we'll get to it. <laughs> but when that album, when that album came out, Daniela, you know, Rare Child. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I, and it, it was such a critical and massive success. iTunes top 10 and all that stuff. What was that time like for you? Was that a little bit crazy? Like, what do you remember from that like whirlwind period?
1: Um, I mean, I think Rare Child was probably the first time that I took the reins and took control. Um, and luckily, the, the gentleman... Joe Blaney, that co-produced that album with me, who has worked on, like, um, The Clash, like, crazy, great, iconic albums, he, you know, I just was there, and I learned a lot, but, you know, it was the first time that I had stepped away from Hip Shake, which is how I was launched, Small White Town, and I think... I think what will always be and still remains an issue, even with this new album, but it has never stopped me because it isn't, you know, how I define success isn't always, like, a Grammy or this or that. I think for a Black, especially biracial woman, who isn't doing R&B or soul and it's, like, sort of rock or that rock is really a part of me because, like I've said in tons of interviews, that, you know, being looking like me in a class full of white kids who I thought I was, too, until my mother told me I was black and I, like, was devastated, that that music really sounded the way I felt. But it really has become a way of my life. So, Rare Child sort of was... You know, I started off, I was like, I'm rock, this is what I am. And then Rare Child allowed me to kind of let the soulful part of Danelia. Then I was sort of like, don't be afraid of what you are. Like the church part of me, the Baptist part. And it kind of came back and it started to, that started, I started to let it in. Where with this album, I have really let it in, in a way that I probably have not ever it since I started. But I have worked so hard to just be legitimately, considered a rock artist that i almost shied away from that part of myself but when you're something when there's something true to who you are it's going to it's going to come out it's going to come out and so i think i'm just getting to that point in life where i'm not afraid of where i am in my life you know um, and i'm just sort of like letting it all hang out and you know i go with what i feel and the sound, whether it's soul or rock or this or that. So I I don't know. And I think quite honestly, that's the longest winded answer is that musicians and artists are becoming more eclectic. And I really believe this will be the way of the future. And that people like me who struggled out the gate to be you know, just, hey, I'm not one genre, this will become a thing and people will cross over and it won't be anything anymore. So I think I was at the beginning of that. So if in any way I help open that door for anyone coming behind me, you know, so be it, I hope.
0: I think yeah. so. I think you hit the nail on the head and there's a lot to unwrap there. You said a lot of interesting stuff. But... <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. I love it. I love it. And, and by the way, I forgot to mention, of course, your new album, Good Day, it's going to come out January 2022. The first single, Super Cool, is out now wherever you stream your music. But um, Daniela, yeah. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we were in Cleveland at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. We were covering it. And like you said, you know, LL Cool J got inducted. JC got inducted. And this week when we were doing research, you know, for this, we were thinking, man, Daniela really was ahead of her time. Like, in a way, rock and roll, the rock and roll that you grew up with in Jersey, that spirit of rock and roll is now like in hip hop and everything else, right? Yep, yep, yep. And
1: I mean, even on this album, we have, I have a a rapper, Mickey Fats, um, because I'm doing another project, a musical, and which I don't even know how that happened. But anyway, so he... Became a part of a few of the songs. So on two of the songs, we actually have a rapper, which is so. If you had told me that out the gate, I'd have been like, no, no. <laughs> so it's so awesome that it happened. Yeah,
0: I love it. I love it. So Daniela, for my audience that may not know, you know, you you know grew up in New Jersey in a yeah. in a in a town where you know was predominantly white. I mean, you know, Lord says you were one of seven African American kids in your high school. Yeah. Um, so what, what, were, what were like some of the records, Daniela, that like first set your soul on fire when you were in high school?
1: I mean, I, oh, I mean, I love ACDC and mm. things like that. But when I was younger, ah, <laughs> it was like my sister was wearing like Judas Priest pictures. And nice. my brother was over there. Literally, his shit was like from Todd Rundgren to like Koda to to, like Zeppelin, like my brother has to this day the most eclectic, amazing taste. Like he turned me on to everybody first, everybody of all genres, like he'll, you know, introduce you to Sheryl Crow and Spoon. I mean, like he's so, so he had that going on over there. And I mean, the Stones, I have to say, I know it's crazy, that Ruby Tuesday, I was like the first time I heard it, it, like I had to stop where she goes and then wah, you know but right. i think songs that were more like back in black and songs like that were just more like the, the, the heavier rock, some of the Zeppelin. Um, yeah. I love Southern rock. I mean, Black Crows. She talks to angels. You know, it's it was amazing to do Wakarusa and be sandwiched between Robert, Rundahl, Robert Randolph and the Black Crows. And then they say, that was Danelia Cotton. I was like, what? <laughs> so it's just, it's been, I mean, or even at the Nokia to open up for Leonard Skynyrd when, at my senior prom, you're dancing. I mean, like, you're like, what? So
0: yeah.
1: I was really lucky. Like, when I think of the Hall of Fame, when I walked through, I told my booking agency, you put me out with all these old people. And at the end, I was out with Greg Allman, Robert Cray, um, Buddy Guy, mm-hmm. um, even, oh, it was like Amy Mann and, um, oh, my God. Oh, Ella, I mean, uh, you know, I can't even believe I can't. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's so big.
0: Sure, all the
1: giants. Beyonce, Beyonce played her in the freaking movie. Edda James. I would say. James. Right, right. How did I forget Edda James? That's called 50. That's who this got. It's like short term memory. But like I walked through the hall and I literally got choked up because I was like, oh, my God, I've been out with all this little feet. Like it was crazy. And I have to say to this day, they are the best performers like watching chris stapleton on the cmas the other day i was like that's some old school artistry which if i was to give advice to young artists now it's that that type of artistry that type of a performance somebody that comes out and nails it on all levels on a live performance like that that's incredible that's where that's where you want to be that's where you want to be that's what that's just it took my breath away I mean, outside that and seeing three, you know, women of color, you know, sing about their hair, I was like, my tears. I mean, I have a three-year-old biracial Jewish little girl. They're They're the world, you know, changing right in front of my eyes. So... You know what a time in the world it is right now. That's all I gotta say.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. Then, and you know, you've had a career for a long time, and you you just talked on it and all these giants: Alabama, Leonard Skinner. What what is the secret? Daniela? like like what like what is the secret to a long career? You know, longevity. Because you're, I feel like you're getting better as you as the years go by. Uh, listening to your discography, I mean, listening to Small White Town up to now, that was great. But now yeah. you're rocking it and you're just getting better. What is the secret? Like you're just kicking ass.
1: I take right now, I went back like this last year, I asked my other half um, uh, for uh, you know Christmas slash Hanukkah in our house, we do both. <laughs> he, I take piano and I take guitar and now I'm starting bass. So if you don't have that much vocabulary, it's like for what you do, if you write or you're, if it's, it, it's all about being verbal, if you're not feeding your mind and you're not reading or you're not you just you don't have that much vocabulary at some point you're going to hit a wall and it's going to limit what you can do so to me i think it was eric clapton that said you should always be learning. You should always be learning. And there's just, like, a 90 million things I don't know. So the more theory that I know, the more that it changes how I write a song. Like, I told my piano teacher today, i like, you gave me my left hand. Like, I do things on the piano I just would have never done versus, you know, playing the root of a chord and the, you know, the root third and the fifth in this hand. Now I just do, like, I do completely different things. I'm using susses and diminished and, like, just a lot of things that I would have never, places I would have never gone because I just wasn't constantly keeping up on um, my musical studies. So that helps. And then just, I go back. I mean, I love modern music today, but I still, I got to tell you, some of that older stuff just, it doesn't compare. It's like going back to old Stevie Wonder versus modern day soul. It's like, it's a little bit like, I feel like they still haven't caught up in the sense of, that. That's why I say like watching, you know, Chris Stapleton, that's the idea, like that's sort of the bar that you want to set for yourself. And longevity means you have to, that bar, you have to raise that bar for yourself. It can't yeah. be, it can't be, you know, what the world tells you. And, you know, we're in an age now where it's all social media. It's this, it's that. It's about a physical, you can alter things. It's, you have to decide sort of what, art means to you, sort of what your, the backbone of what you do, and sort of the integrity, integrity, it's huge, huge word. And and then how you want to be. Do you want to go down having sold a billion albums but made a song that will not last? Or do you want to be like that guy that might not have gotten any appreciation in his life and he dies and his shit lives like four decades after him? Right. kind of music you want to make, what do you want to do? Do you want it to lift people? It's, it's all these important things that I've learned along the way that you have to ask yourself. And that to me, if you answer those questions and you stay true to that, you will make great music,
0: inevitably. Isn't that, isn't that the truth? I mean, you just like, you're just speaking like our language. And I, I can already tell I could talk to you for 17 hours. Like, oh my God, <laughs> like, your passion, you're a music historian, your talent. And like, you're like a life coach as well. Like, you like, let's get on it. It's uh, unbelievable. But yeah, it's so true what you're saying. Like, like three weeks ago, we actually had the chance to listen to Adele's new album. Like the whole thing, the preview. Oh, okay. And it was like, let me, like let, let, that's when you say like, that, that's right the levels, like the standards, like people really pushing it, like absolutely. And then... Yeah. Um, and Daniela listening to you just sing songs a little bit here and there today you know when you sing these songs you're just hitting some incredible notes and in the new single as well are there notes and don't be modest you know (laughs) is there a song you can't sing because I feel like every song is within your range you could hit every note am I am I am I wrong there it's
1: now this is going to blow your mind so I have a coach Shirley Tennyson they did um they did some sort of documentary that they included her in a lot of Broadway goes to her she always says I'm not going to tell who my people are but I like I I know, like, like everybody goes to her. I've been with her 15 years, and when I got, you know, thyroid cancer and they took out my thyroid, I was afraid, but I gained an octave. She just keeps upping my game. She keeps upping my game because she keeps... It's just like music. It's like she gives. She's giving me vocab. She's teaching me how to get it out in a way where I'm doing it safely. And I don't know how we even joke. She, we were saying that if we could put on Small Way Town, that like all the albums now, I hit higher notes. But that's also. I don't. I don't drink or smoke though. But I mean, once I got cancer, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I just went really healthy. But. You know, vocal health is huge. Like, I love, I can't even believe my my guilty pleasure, the voice, because I love Kelly Clarkson. I just think, like, I want to know her. That's, like, somebody I want to interview. <laughs> right. right. I'm kind of falling for Ariana Grande a little bit. Like, I kind of feel like I like her a little bit. And she's all about, I love that she's, like, vocal health. What young singers talk about that? And there's so many singers. Adele, like, my vocal doctor has a thing, a plaque on her wall because she was one of the doctors that helped repair her there's a million even the best of singers that are just pushing it in a way that isn't it's not good and then they go down and they have to get these operations this is what i went to her the minute first tour small white town i got one scab never got a polyp after that if you do it right you know, you'll, you'll have longevity and you'll be able to hit notes. You'll be like Tony Bennett hitting the same notes when you're like in your eighties, but that's also, it's your artistry. It's the integrity and the artistry of what you do. It's how we teach things. It's you have power, like doing what you do. These pods, these social media things, you can either teach people that it's all a mirage or you teach people that it's hard work. It's discipline. It's all these things that add up and, they make you great and if you want that then you might have a chance and a shot on a good day of being a stevie wonder of being a prince of being a bowie and bowie said when you're uncomfortable and everything feels like and you're scared and your feet aren't on the ground that's when you've made it that's when you're made genius that's it so it's not even being safe it's going out of the zone it's so deep,
0: dude. Yeah. It's so. Deep. No, I love it absolutely. That's where growth happens outside the comfort zone. One hundred percent. Exactly. Exactly. Look at yeah. you. I'm unbelievable. You really are like inspiring us. And like you know, you, you briefly talked uh, touched on the on your cancer there for a minute. So just to tell my audience, you know, you are a cancer survivor, right? And that's yeah. part of your incredible journey. Do you yeah. mind just like very.
1: Yeah, my partner. Really- my partner actually has mantle cell right now, so we are a double hit house. So I'm doing my sixth marathon this year, and I'm running yeah. for lymphoma. But yeah, it's every other person. I just another friend told me that you know their friend has esophageal cancer. It's whoo, God. We are just in the age of like yeah. it's not COVID or it's cancer
0: or it's like whoo, it's like wow, yeah. Yeah. Does that so, Daniela? Let me ask you. What is the one thing? Like if you had to boil it down that like you really change as a human, as an artist, like inside of your soul, pre-cancer and post-cancer, like something that just really shifts forever in the way you look at your life. Um. Wow. I think cancer and then
1: sobriety for me, which was late in life after I lost twins and it just like shook my world. Mm. I think life, like the value of life Um how you go through this life. Like, my main goal, like, my main goal is peace of soul. And that's sort of like how I put my head on the pillow, Um, which is a lot on many levels that can be spiritual, just being the best person that I can be and having made peace with the rights and the wrongs of my life. And then sort of, if this is something that I do, you know, the music that I do, you know, it's always come very easy to me. And now I'm studying because, you know, my other half said, God, you're so good and you don't practice. Like, don't you want to be great? You know what great is? It's people who are good who practice. And I was like, right. oh, oh, you know, I had to live with that guy. And he was like, that, that's a waste. So I think that and then living with him and he's fighting, it's just every day matters. that that I look at my little three-year-old and I don't know what to teach her in a day's time. Like, I could walk out that door and walk off, you know, the corner and get hit, but at least I want her to walk out and be a good person, Mm -hmm. be the best that she can be, believe that she can do anything she wants to do, that there are no limits, that those limits that we put on ourselves are other people. You can only do... You can do whatever you want to do. Don't allow somebody to set any type of limitation for yourself. You know, and that's, I don't know. And I guess when your life gets shook up and you think that it's all gonna get taken away from you, you think about what you did and like sort of the legacy that you leave. I think everybody should have a party where people like do like a obit, where you sit like
0: Larry David. I thought Like Larry that was- <laughs> David to sit, yeah, yeah, you saw that. That's
1: funny. You never know, like, but you know, you take yourself out of the equation, you realize how many lives you've affected for good or for bad. And that you kind of have to think about that. And so I don't know, that's, you know, I just think about the moves I make, the effect it has on the three-year-old that I have. And, and also how, when I put my head down, I'm gonna, you know, it's just me and me when I go to sleep, all of us, it's all of us. So it's, I don't know. And it's what kind of imprint you wanna make. Not everybody wants to make an imprint. I personally do, I yeah. do for my kid. And that's a, that's, that's a heavy responsibility. And with that comes a lot you just yeah. have to think about
0: that yeah absolutely absolutely well said oh my god so so much <laughs> so much great stuff unbelievable what a great guest okay and i promise you we're gonna get to good day just give me one second but i like i want to talk i also ask to you about um you know like social causes. And and the reason why I say that is because, you know, to tell my audience, you know, you've always been influenced by people like Maya Angelou. And, um, you know, just hearing you speak, they're not going to be surprised that you're like a leader in change, right? Um, so I guess when I was doing research, I said, okay, I have to ask you about everything that happened last year with the protests and Black Lives Matter and all that. And the reason why I wanted to ask you is because, you know, as an African-American woman, mixed race, like every like, do you think that there's been like progression from all that breakthrough that we had as a country last year, or do you think it was like a poly, like a election year, and it's stagnated? Like, where do you think we are with all that?
1: No, I, I I think there was a there was an interview that might have gotten lost where where uh, Obama said he might have gotten nominated too early, and you know. What happened was racism that we thought was sort of like under the surface, that was always there. It really came, like they came out, like, "Oh shit, there's a black man in office." Oh, this is whoa. So when Trump got in there, there was white people like, "We can't let this shit happen. We can't let the we can't let the negro get up in here." It's like, it's like they got scared, and I think it, it 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 opened the bubble. Like within my family, we we are all very, you know, I have. Uh, a sister with kids in the LGBTQ community. There's, you know, and I'm I'm Latino, I am black, and I am Jewish. I mean, it's, there's a lot, and I have a little girl too, and my responsibility to, to her, but I think that, you know, Obama, you thought that that was a good thing. I remember when people are like, well, hey, the world's good. You know, there's a black man, There's racism's over. I was like, no, this is gonna stir the, <laughs> this is gonna stir the pot. And a lot of people don't think of it that way. He, he said, I was a little, just a little hair too early, which is a very astute observation on his part. And it has sparked this thing where all these KKK, like people that we thought that were hiding, now they're out like, oh, we gotta take it back because they about to take it from us. Look, they even got one of their selves up there at the president, you know? So they're trying not to let that ever happen again because they didn't really think it was ever possible. And when it happened, they were like, oh shit. So I think, you know, they came out and, and, you know, groups like that hate, The LGBT community, they hate anybody that isn't white, straight and down the middle. So, which the world is no longer that anymore. We're all sort of byproducts of multiple races and things. So there really isn't a pure race. But so these people are going to fight like there is no tomorrow. So it's also our responsibility to fight as well uh, and we can fight in a different way that isn't angry and that's by just you know sort of continuing to put ourselves in the forefront continuing to fight for the rights of those to continuing on a daily basis you don't even have to be in an organization just treat each and every human being that you know equally that's a simple thing you can do every freaking day of your life just wake up and treat each person the same boom That right there solves a lot of shit that we don't have to do anything, but that will never happen. But if each person just did that every day, every day, that's huge. So it's, I think we just have to be aware and be honest with ourselves and not lie. Some people are like, it's not that bad. No, it is. We are where we are. What is happening is what's happening. The best thing we can do is be honest. And then from there, figure out each, each, what each and every one of us can do. Like I said, you don't wanna be in an organization, just treat people equally. Boom, simple thing. That's all you gotta do you know so
0: absolutely absolutely very well said daniela you're being so generous with your time let's pivot to the new album thank you so good day it's coming out um first of all like like you're obviously you you, you know you're ready for it like it's ready maybe maybe you, you'll mix it one more time but the album's ready How, is it weird like you know when you know that the thing is ready for the world and it's like sitting there two months before daniela
1: well, I mean, for me, artists like me, I'm not, you know, I, I've managed to keep my foot in the game. But, you know, it's like you're coming out of the year when COVID, when everybody went down, so you got a drop in the album. You got Brandy, you got all these big, iconic, like, type figures. So people like me who are trying to break through, it's a deep thing. And I said to myself, do I change the content of it so I can break through, or do I just be myself? And the best way is to just be yourself. If you're true to yourself, that will speak the most, you know, that'll speak volumes. But I don't know, working with this album, I mean, the drummers now with Bob Dylan, my guitar player's out, you know, MDing for Kiefer Sutherland. I mean, the the plethora of greatness that I got to work with. And then as we're mixing Good Day, Dave is winning the Grammy. Right. Covid, So we're sitting in there and he was like, this is a good omen, you're next. You know, like, so Love this it. was just like a Grammy winning team. I don't know what will happen. It, and it's a happy album, but then there's some deepness. There's some like good day, super cool, and then there's some. Of
0: there is, it's block. you that we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so there's. You don't do shallow.
1: <laughs> so, so there's some nuggets up in there. So we'll see. I'm just hoping I tossed a coin. Like Jimmy Fontaine, who did the photos. Like, oh my God, he made me feel pretty. He just was amazing. He was so good. It's just a great group. Great group.
0: Oh, my God, Daniela, we are super excited. I, I hope you tour it. Are you going to come on tour and, like, tour it a little bit?
1: I hope, you know, COVID opens things up. Yeah. I have gone out and not had sort of the attendance that they thought. I think we still need, like, a minute. Right. um But I hope so. But, you know, we're all getting to do things like this like what you do back at you keep doing this like this is what's (laughs) kept us all like i know people who are like i never used to do podcasts now i have five on my phone you know so i was just like you know this is good this is good this is what we can do
0: yeah and and you know like the world like, the world needs your music. The world needs your message. They really do. Not only because you're amazing talent, but, like, all the messages that you have to share, the world needs them right now, Daniela. So, please just keep that in mind. Like, the world needs what you have inside of you in spade. So, please, we need it. Well, okay. there's a musical coming. It's coming. It's coming. It. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. But, you know, for now, Thank you said it all, Daniela. What a great time. What a great guest. What a great soul. Thank we can feel you. your energy from here. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Take Later. care. Okay. Bye-bye. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie
1: Rodriguez.